on today's episode of Sippin' on a 40. For sure, we're going to be going over the game that just ended against the Carolina Hurricanes. Elias Pettersson ends it in overtime. Man, the whole team sucked. They sucked ass tonight. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Is that too much? Is that too far? Well, damn, I don't care because they sucked ass. They really did. In fact, it's only because of Jacob Markstrom that they got the dub. He was unbelievable, and he had to be. It's been a while since we've seen October Jacob Markstrom in a, in a performance like this on a day where, where Thatcher Demko goes down in practice with a concussion, unfortunately. People are going to be asking the question again, does Jacob Markstrom get a big contract at the end of the year? When you see performances like that, not every goaltender gives you that type of goaltending real talk that was amazing we're also going to be going over jim benning is he going to make a, a trade to get a top six forward no please put the damn phone down okay put the damn phone down and we're also going to be going over some christmas food it's the holidays it's the damn holidays and on this program we have fun a lot of fun you'll find out okay welcome yes welcome to sipping on a 40. Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name is Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation. Shout out to Nux Misconduct. Speaking of Nux Misconduct, do yourself a favor. If you're a hockey fan, go search that shit up wherever you listen to podcasts. Nux Misconduct. And you'll find the network. And then give it a swipe. And give it a tap. And boom, bam. Your hockey life just, get it, just got a little bit better, okay? I couldn't even finish the sentence. That's how excited I am for this network. And what it could do for you. It'll be the best Christmas gift you give to yourself. Of course, if you're a hockey fan, you'll enjoy it. Your Canucks, yes, your Canucks. They beat the Carolina Hurricanes today. I wonder if the baby, yes, the baby was at the game tonight. He's from the Carolina area. I'm not certain that the dude watches hockey. You never know. You never know. And he, and he is in Vancouver. Yes, we'll take a little break from hockey. Let me just talk for 30 seconds, 40 seconds about the, uh, the importance of what's going on tomorrow in the city of Vancouver. The baby is going to be at Breakout. Now, Breakout is, is a huge, yes, I'm going to use the word huge. Looking at the acts who showed up to this festival is a huge hip-hop festival in the city of Vancouver, the one that you live in. There's a chance that you live in. I'm looking at the metrics, yeah. There's a chance that you live in the city. You have a chance to go see the baby, one of the biggest hip-hop artists in the world, one of the biggest musicians in the world right now. Yes, I said it. The dude is a superstar. He had Drake come out to a show last night in Toronto. This is a moment. Now, Breakout started small, and when it got big, the Migos headlined the event. People bought tickets just to see the Migos, and, and they didn't show up. It was a huge L for the city, but the people leading the charge over there at Timber Events, over there at Crescendo One, they're doing something special for the city. They care about the city of Vancouver. 
hey, I know this is a hockey program. This is an SB Nation affiliated program. But SB Nation didn't buy me the mic. They didn't buy me the roadcaster. I'm going to shout out my city. I'm going to shout out Breakout. The baby, Carolina native, in town tomorrow. Now, those Carolina Hurricanes, they were all over. Yes, all over the Vancouver Canucks. They had 43 shots. And a lot of them, I would say upwards of 10, were big, were big chances. Were great chances. What's the, what's the term again? What's the damn term? High danger scoring chances. I think that's what it is. That's the fancy stat. Hey, ladies, fancy ladies out there who love the sport of hockey. I just said high danger scoring chances, baby. I'm on that level. I'm trying to get better at this whole hockey thing. The Hurricanes, they should have won today. Let's be real. The Canucks sucked. The Canucks sucked. But it's all good. This is why it's all good. The Canucks, earlier this week, they played the Maple Leafs. They were the better team in that game. They missed a lot of chances. They really did. Yet they lost. And in this world, let's be real. Yes, put that music in the background. In this world, you're going to have some very good days. Yet still, you won't find that outcome that you strive for. And what we saw today is evidence that you just never know when you're going to catch your break. Once again, the Canucks, your Canucks, they, they fucking suck tonight. But they got the dub. They got two points. They're picking up points in December. Hey, your Canucks, they're, they're becoming a strong bubble team. And that's what's important. If you're a fan of this team, you need to see games in April. We say it every single time. Is it getting repetitive on this program? Yes, it is. But it's facts, baby. It's facts. And Kyle Bowen, the dude talking to you, just wants to give you the facts. Enjoy it. Enjoy the two points. Become that strong bubble team. Real talk, real talk. Now, Brock Bezer. Let's talk about the dude. Brock Bezer. We'll get on to Markstrom a bit later, okay? We will. Brock Besser gets demoted to the third line today. That's the type of game it was. Nothing was happening for the team. The team had a lot of power plays too. They sucked on the power play as well. Brock Besser gets demoted and he is the best player in overtime. Now, overtime only lasted, what, like 45 seconds, a minute? How much is that saying? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we zone in on the performance that Besser had? Should we be more hard on Besser? No. Because here's the thing about Brock. I've said it before. He is like Phil Kessel. He's a great player. I'll take Phil Kessel on my team any day. Brock Besser is what, it, what, what he is. He has a bad game. He gets demoted. Yet he makes it happen in overtime. He fights hard. He gets the shot off on the original two-on-one. He fights hard for the rebound. Battles off a defender. And finds Pedersen. Streaking down the middle. And man, oh man, the alien. You want to talk about two players who didn't play didn't play remotely close to the top of their game, yet found a way to be super important in grabbing two points? Patterson Besser. Good players, amazing players, great players. Say what you want. They find ways to get points even when they're bad. And Patterson in close after he gets the puck. It corrals off a stick, too, on the ice. This guy picks it up. The damn alien. 
The reason why the show was called Sippin' on the 40. Did I say Sippin' on the 40? Sippin' on a 40, baby. The face of the program picks it up and goes bar down on the backhand so close. Oh, man, Cheech. I wish I had the call. I should get the call somehow, some way. Anyways, Cheech went nuts. He went nuts. He really did. I think he said, man, oh, man, what a backhand. He didn't, he didn't even let Shorthouse end the call. These two have such good chemistry, you barely see that. But that's how amazed John Shorthouse was. Now, I saw a tweet earlier. I think it was I think it was Jeff Patterson. First 17 games, what, Patterson had 20 points or something? And in his last 14, he has 11. Am I right? Let, 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 can we pull up that tweet? Patterson, the dude's such a gamer. I don't really look at the points so much. At this point in his career, he's so good that he's going to pick up 80. He's going to pick up 85. He's going to pick up 90. And that's amazing. The best thing about Pedersen is his overall game. How much this guy is a baller. He competes so hard. He doesn't need to get points to be one of your best players. Now, on this team, on this Canucks roster, if they're going to have any chance at anything remotely close to AKA, once again, sorry, not AKA, once again, becoming a strong bubble team. Yeah, they, they do need him to, you know, contribute that offense. He does need to pick it up every once in a while. But he's been good. Okay, here's the tweet. Jeff Patterson tweeted this out. Canucks, EP40. 20 points in his first 14 games. 13 points in his last 17. The points are still there, but production has slowed. Yes, the overall production has slowed down, but he's still an amazing asset, an amazing player, the best player on this team by a mile. By a mile. He really is. Let's get back to Markstrom, though. The only reason, I can't believe we spent that much time talking about something else other than Jacob Markstrom. The shots today, 43 for Carolina, 26 for Vancouver. The way Markstrom played today, I don't think you get that type of goaltending from just any goaltender. Markstrom in October looked like he did today. In fact, you could say that this game by Markstrom was his best game of his career. That's how good he was. And with Demko going down and the Canucks being right in the middle, so many, so many words have been used to describe what the team is. Mediocre, average. We call it a strong bubble team. If they want to be that team, Markstrom, he's going to have to be the team's MVP. Demko hurt once again in practice, collided with the player. I'm not going to mention the name who collided with them. I, I feel bad for the dude. He, he can't catch a break. Both players involved. And here's Markstrom's chance to really, to really run away with it. When the team was inconsistent, aka horrible in November, it opened the door for, for Travis Green to rotate goalies. And, and some believe that, that that's the plan from the start. But I do believe, yes, I do believe that Jacob Markstrom is a Travis Green dude. And depending on how long Demko was out for, Markstrom will get a lot of starts. He'll get a lot of that trust back from Green. And he, he may just be the man. He may get a ton of starts here. Goaltenders, creatures of habit, they want to be between the pipes. Markstrom doesn't have a contract at the end of the year. And let's be real. 
this is going to be his last time, his last chance to sign big money deals. A big money deal. I'm sorry. Here, here's the thing too. Do, do you think that if the Canucks sign Markstrom, they can bring back Demko, who is under contract next year? Can they bring that type of environment into the dressing room? Th doesn't Demko just want to be the dude? Isn't this player empowerment thing led by the youth? Will Demko want his chance to, uh, to shine next year? And it does matter to him. Let's be real. If Markstrom does sign at the end of the season or midway through this season and is back next year and the year after that and the year after that, why would Demko, who needs a contract after the end of next season, want to come back here if he's only going to get 25 starts, 30 starts? How much money can he earn himself in those starts? And now he's had a couple concussions too. I don't know if he comes back if Markstrom signs. He may force his way out. I, I don't think that's a, a detriment to his character. I just think that that's what's best in his interest. Again, a couple concussions, a damn good goaltender. Go get paid. Go get your money. You've worked your whole life to get to this point. People just believe that, that Demko just started. They seem to forget all the sacrifice. You know, when this guy was five years old, six years old, all the way up until what? Now he's what, 24, 23? He has a chance to get paid at the end of next season. I don't think he's getting a lot of money if he's making 25 starts. Real talk. How much does Markstrom get? Are we jumping the gun? You know, he's nine and eight. But we've seen what Markstrom can do when he's on his game. And he's gone through so much this season. He's gone through the impossible. I don't know how Markstrom is. Yeah, it's it's emotional. It's an emotional topic. I don't even want to get into it. When he's on his game, though, and he's focused, we've seen it. We've seen how good this dude can be. The Canucks suck today, but they picked up a one nothing win in overtime thanks to Elias Pedersen. There really is nothing else to talk about regarding the game. Let's quickly touch over this article that came out yesterday. Ian McClutchy, Sportsnet. No, did I say McClutchy? McIntyre, OG in the city, wrote an article about, about Jim Benning. Possibly, yes, possibly, man, oh man, wanting to make a move for a top six forward. Now, Jim Benning, some may say that even with that extension that he signed over the summer, his job could be on the line. Francesco Aquilini, the guy's a go-getter. He wants the playoffs. He wants that playoff revenue. If the Canucks are that strong bubble team, do you think they go after a top six four? Do they go after someone like Tyler Toffoli? Somewhere, someone in that in that tier that's available. I hope not. In fact, if you're a Canuck fan listening to this pr program, pray. Pray that he doesn't. You don't want Jim Benning making trades. Desperate trades. You just don't. Look at the track record. Oh, but how about Tanner Pearson? How about Josh Levo? How about JT Miller? No, I don't want this dude making any more trades involving assets that cater towards the future after the fact that he's already given up 
a first-round pick. Jim Benning, just ride the course, buddy. Let it be. There's no point. When you're competing to be a strong bubble team to make that next step, there's no need to bring in anyone else. Trust what you got. And if you want to make a change, do it in the offseason when you have the most fun in your life, Jim Benning. When you have that phone, when you have that checkbook, when it's July 1st, when you don't have to give up assets. You just got to give up money, which is, let's be real. We shouldn't be just letting Jim, Jim Benning throw money out the window. But he's going to do one or the other. He's going to get a top six guy. Doesn't matter how good Pearson is playing. Doesn't matter how good Levo is playing. Knowing Jim Benning, knowing how hungry the dude is, how eager he is to make moves, knowing that their first round pick from last year. How do you pronounce this guy's name? Paul Gozin? Paul Gozin? The dude in Russia, he's not going to be here next year. He's going to be here the year after that. Jim Benning, yeah, he wants another top six forward. I'm just praying, and I hope you're praying with me that he doesn't do it before the trade deadline this year. Doesn't make any sense. Real talk. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's run a break. Let's run an ad. And after the, after the ad, let's, uh, let's have some fun. It's the holidays, right? Coming up, Christmas, two weeks. Let's talk about some Christmas food. You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are back on sipping on a 40. See the energy today? The energy is high. I'm liking it. I've been getting some more sleep. Right? Haven't smoked weed in a couple days. I don't think weed is a detriment to to what I do, to how I perform. But it is good to sometimes cleanse the body of it. Refresh the mind. Go back to a sober state. Why not? Why not? Okay, let's let's do this little activity here for the people for the listeners we gotta do it let's talk about christmas okay christmas is coming up in a couple weeks happy holidays from everywhere here everyone here at nux misconduct hope it's hope it's amazing for you and your family and let's talk about some christmas food okay so i'm pulling up this list right now purewow.com the definite rankings of all the classic Christmas food. Man, oh man, that looks good. What is that? I've never had that. Peppermint bark? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? See, at my house, we, you know, as a as, as a Findian, a Fijian Hindu, we have embraced Western culture and we, we do Christmas pretty well. It looks Christmassy at the family's house. The food is great. It's all Western stuff. You know, you never know. You might see some chicken curry there. You might see some palau there, which is amazing too. I'm a sucker for that shit. But for the most part, it's all of this Christmas shit. Okay, so at number one on this list, again on purewow.com, 
We have the peppermint bark. I've never had that. It doesn't even give you a recipe. It just gives you a little caption. I'll read the caption too. Okay, number one, peppermint bark. In fact, give us the whole forest. This is the reigning king of all holiday foods. What? Amazing, amazing. Okay, number two, roasted potatoes. Potatoes cooked in fat for hours? Nuff said. Potatoes cooked in fat? What's that? Roasted potatoes? Okay, number three. We got mashed potatoes. What? What's the difference? Oh, no, there's a difference. I, I know the difference. I know my, my kitchen terminology. I just, I don't think I've seen the roasted potatoes, though. Anyways, number three, mashed potatoes. But only if it's drenched in similar amounts of fat as the previously ranked potatoes. Okay, so potatoes and fat. Uh, apparently, that's a big thing during the holiday season. Number four. We got gravy. Hey, I'll make up my own caption for gravy. Gravy is amazing. You gotta have it. Hey, man, if I open my own, if I open my damn own gravy company, that'd be my slogan. You gotta have it. Number five, you got pecan pie. I don't know about this. I got nothing against pecan, but apparently pecan pie is worth the seven cavities. How about fudge at number six? What? What is this Christmas? What is this? Where's the turkey at? Number six, we got fudge. And this, according to purewow.com, is worth the seven pounds. Oh, man. Next up, we got dinner rolls. Dinner rolls? Okay. I'll mess with that. Why not? This is... How come... How come I never have this shit at my... At my Christmas dinner? We go with the... Yeah, we go with the damn potatoes, the mashed potatoes, and the gravy. But from the first seven items, only two for seven? Are we doing it wrong? Are we doing it wrong at my house? Maybe, maybe. Number nine, we got brie cheese with literally anything with apples. Awesome. Old tires. We try it. What? Brie cheese at Christmas? That's a, that's a big thing. How about this? Green bee casserole. What the hell's going on here? What type of holidays is this? Where's the damn turkey? Canned cranberry sauce. Okay, why not? Oh, number 13, we have ham. Okay, my house full of Hindus. We don't eat the ham. We don't eat the ham. Okay, there you go. Number 14. At number 14, you got turkey. So the main item that's available at my house or my family's house for Christmas is ranked number 14 on this list. Apparently, we're doing a horrible, yes, horrible job at celebrating Christmas. Man, oh man. Number 15, we got stuffing. Number 16, you got gingerbread men. All right. Okay, come on, purewow.com. It's 2020, all right? Gingerbread anything. Jeez. Get your shit together, all right? Number 17, we got canned yams. Number 18, we got candy canes. Number 19, we got mixed nuts. I've never had mixed nuts at my Christmas dinner. Yo, my Christmas dinner sucks. According to this list, speaking of dinner, Jacob Markstrom, go get dinner tonight from the boys why not you deserve it tell them to take you out anywhere imagine that imagine your friends were all millionaires and you led your team to victory you have you have nothing holding you back from forcing yes forcing the boys to take you out to a nice dinner now in vancouver one of the best restaurants well the most one of the most expensive restaurants is a place called Gotham. Now, I've never been here yet, 
The streams haven't got that high yet. Because none of you, none of you listeners are, are following us on Twitter. We see all the listeners. You want us to go to Gotham? You want the network to go to Gotham? Do some live recordings out of that place? Follow us on Twitter. Follow the damn network. Nux Misconduct. Jeez Louise. Anyways, Gotham. Expensive ass place. In fact, I see a $6,000 bottle of wine. Yes, a $6,000 bottle of wine that Jacob Markstrom, you could ask for you could ask for this. You really could. After a performance like today, you ask for this bottle. Okay, it's called a Domaine de la Romane Conti Latache Grand Cru 2014 and it's from Latache Cota de Nui. I don't know where that is. But it's $5,700. I hope they don't charge tax. I really, I really hope they don't charge tax after someone buys a $5,700 bottle of wine. Are you kidding me? No way. Let's talk about the steak. A $200 T-bone steak. Okay, that's what you're getting, Jacob Markstrom. You order the T-bone and you order the $6,000 bottle of wine and you put it on someone else's tab because that's what you deserve after tonight, after your performance that helps your team remain, yes, remain, being a strong bubble team. Thank you so much for listening to Sipping on a 40. Once again, happy holidays. We come at you after every Canuck game because that's what we do on the network. That's what Kyle Bowen does for you. Once again, another shout out to Crescendo One, Timber Events. I don't care if this is a hockey podcast. I don't care if it's affiliated with anyone else. We bought the mics. We bought the ro- we bought the roadcaster. We bought the laptop. I'm giving a shout out to the good people in my city of Vancouver. Hey, we will shout out Nux Misconduct Network. Go find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Once you find it, give it a swipe. Give it a tap. Boom, bam. You make your hockey life just a little bit better. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we over here at the network, we fucking appreciate it. Peace.